We're holding now on Daftesim and Aleph in Saita. We're going to start on Chesim and Bezim on the bottom, three lines from the bottom. It says, matzinu We find a similar thing by Sota. The same way that she did something, we do something in return to her. She appeared at the doorway of her house in order to be seen by this person. And therefore, the Kohen places her at Shar Nikonor, Mara Kleinalakol, and her embarrassment is shown to everyone. He parcel a sojourn noin al Rasha, the Fira Kain Noital Kipa me al Rasha. She placed beautiful cloths upon her head, therefore the Kohen takes away the cloths upon her head and puts it, Mumanichai Tachasragla, places it underneath her feet. He kashed a lay paneha, she made her face look beautiful, the Fira Panea Marikois. Therefore, her face is cleaned off of any kind of makeup. She made her eyes beautiful with makeup. Therefore, her eyes pop out. She braided her hair. The Kohen unties her hair. She pointed to him or showed him where to go with her finger. Therefore, they cut off her fingernails. She tied up her shirt with some kind of little... Tie. Therefore, the coin brings this special kind of rope and ties it above her chest. She stuck out her leg. Therefore, her leg falls. She received him on her stomach. Therefore, her stomach bursts. She gave her all kinds of treats. Therefore, her carbon, the sacrifice she brings, is animal food. She gave him fine wines to drink, in beautiful cups. Therefore, the Kohen gives her these bitter waters to drink in an earthenware vessel. She did it in, in private. Therefore, the one who sits in private up above, meaning God, has placed his face upon her. Shenemar, the one who is going to do adultery, so she thinks that no one's going to see her. Another explanation. She did something in, in, in a hidden place. So Hashem reveals it in public. Someone who covers up their evil, their hated act, meaning something that's hated to Hashem, in the dark, so it will be revealed their evil in front of everyone. So in the previous Gemara, right before the Gemara that we started with, so the Gemara said that there are three different levels, breaking it down one after the other, from larger to smaller sins, that Hashem is makbid, He doesn't give up on those things. If a person has done it, it doesn't matter if it's a big act, a medium-sized act, even a small act, Hashem is makbid, Hashem doesn't forget about it. So we brought three different sukkim, three different verses that teach us this. So the third pasuk that we brought, once we already learned it out from that third pasuk, so why do we need kikol se'ayin se'ayin berash lamali? Why do we need that second pasuk? Meaning, once we know a smaller thing, once we know that Hashem is makbed about even the smallest thing, why do we need to learn anything about the medium thing? So the Gemara answers, Lekemida. We needed to teach us that there's this concept of Mida Keneged Mida, that, that not only is Hashem makbed, not only does He care when we do something wrong, even if it's small, but whatever we do, the punishment is going to be Mida Keneged Mida. The punishment will be corresponding to what we've done. Once you already learned that out from that middle pasuk, 
Bisasa Bishokha Tirivena, the first verse that we brought, why is it necessary? Lamali, Likidarchinabar Papa. We learn it out to teach us something that Rabchinabar Papa says. The Amar of Khinanabar Papa, he said, The verse says, Bisasa, in a very fine measurement, Bishalcha Tirivena. When it's on its way out, when a nation is on its way out, so to speak, when it's its final showdown, that's when the real punishments happen. That's what Rav Chinanabar Papa says. Now the Gemara says, Aini, is that so? Is it true that when it's on its way out, that's when the punishments happen? The Amar Rav, Rav says, The three cups that it says by Mitzrayim, meaning in the dream of the Sarham Mashkim, the officer of power that was in charge of the drinks. So he had this dream, and Yosef interpreted the dream. And in that dream, there were three cups. So those three cups, they correspond to three different times. These three cups, what did they refer to? One of them was drunk, so to speak, in the time of Moshe. That was the comeuppance that Mitzrayim received in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And there was a second cup that was drunk. There was a second cup of retribution, call it, in the time of Paro Nechei. And the third one was when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a comeuppance that occurs then as well. So we see from here that it's not just when a nation is on its way out that it gets all of its comeuppance, it gets all of its punishments, but we see from Israel specifically that the, there were three different times when it got comeuppance. So how do you understand that? How does that fit with the Rav Papa Bar Chinina? So the Gemara responds and says, If you'll say, Those original ones, they're gone. The original Egyptians, they had their comeuppance because they left. They left the scene and some other group of people came in instead of them. And they're the new Egyptians. The Bryce says explicitly, Rabbi Yehuda says there was a guy named Menimin. He was a, an Egyptian proselyte. And he was my friend. He was from one of the, the students of Rabbi Akiva. Omar Miniman, and he said, Gerha Mitzri, this Gerha Mitzri, Ani Mitzri Rishain, I am a first generation Mitzri convert, Vinasasi Mitzris Rishona, and I married a woman who is also an Egyptian convert, a first level. Asi Lebini Lemitzris Shinia, Kedeshehe Ben Beni Mutter Lebakal, in order that my son should be able, my son's son should be able to come into the Kal, they, they'll be able to marry someone Jewish, a regular Jewish person. So we see from this story that even in the time of Rabbi Yehuda, who was, a, who was a Tana, many, many hundreds of years later, nevertheless, we still had this original Mitzrim, we still had the Egyptians, the Halach of the Torah of Egyptians, that they can't come in, that they can't join the Jewish people if they're a convert until the third generation still applied. So we see that the Egyptians, the Egyptians that were currently there, at least at that time, were still the original Egyptians. So again, how can you tell me that a nation only gets its punishment when it's on its way out? We see that that's not true. There were three times when Mitzrayim, when Egypt is going to get its punishment. So the Gemara says as follows. Let's re- restate what, what Rav Chinin Abar Papa says. Amar Rav Chinin Abar Papa. A king is not going to get punishment, so to speak, until it's, his, it's time for him to be out of the system. As we say, according to the measurement on his way out is when he receives it. Now the Gemara continues. Amemar learned this statement of Rechina Bar Papa on the following. What is the understanding of the verse? Ki ani Hashem loishonisi v'atem b'nei Yaakov loichelisem. I am Hashem. I've not changed, and you are the children of Yaakov. I have not finished you off. So, what does that verse mean? Ani Hashem loishonisi. I have not changed loikisi loumah. The shonisi la. I never went and hit a nation. 
gave a nation some kind of punishment, and then repeated the punishment again. However, However, you, the children of Yaakov, I've not brought, brought an end to you. Meaning, it sounds, the way I understand it is, that Hashem is saying, there are no, there's no nation that re- repeatedly gets hit, except for Klal Yisrael. However, Klal Yisrael, despite the fact that we get hit, nevertheless, Hashem doesn't allow us to be completely and utterly destroyed. Very interesting, I want to point out, the, the Chavitz Chaim writes in Shem Oilam, why is it that Hashem waits for all the different nations, the non-Jewish nations, Hashem waits until the final moment, until it's time for them to go out, that's when Hashem gives them their punishment. Whereas Kala Yisrael were constantly getting punished throughout the years. What's the understanding? And he says, and he says it's comparable to someone, a wealthy person who has lent out money to many different people. So the people that he doesn't like so much, so he makes them pay at the end the full amount all at once in one bang. However, the people that he's very close with, he lets them pay over time. Similarly, says the Chavitz Chaim, Hashem, when He takes payment from His people, from Klal Yisrael, He loves us so much, so He takes the payment over time. Whereas when it comes to all the nations of the world, they're going to have to pay up. It's going to be a horrible, difficult payment for all of those other nations. So that's what we have over here. And that's what the verse says, The verse says, it's talking about Klal Yisrael, Hashem says, My arrows, I will end in them. So the Gemara says, My arrows, they end, but Klai Yisrael doesn't end. Hashem doesn't take retribution from a person until he's filled up the bag, so to speak, until he's completely, he's so full of sin that it's too late. There's nothing else that he can do. When he fills up his portion, then Hashem makes it difficult for him. papa. Rav Papa said, "My What does it mean in the verse? It says, The righteous people should rejoice and praise Hashem. To the, the straight ones, it is beautiful to give praise. Don't read it. It's beautiful to give praise. Neve here means some kind of building. There's a connection between praise and building. We're going to see what does that mean. This is reference to Moshe Rabbeinu and David HaMelech that their enemies did not have the ability to destroy the work of their hands. David, we see by David, the gates of the Beis HaMikdash, whose foundations David HaMelech laid down, so they drowned, so to speak, in the ground, meaning they were inaccessible to its enemies. Moshe, we see by Moshe as well, the Amar Mar, we see that Mar says, Once the first base of was built, All of the different parts of Ohel Moid, of the Mishkan, which Moshe Rabbeinu built, they were all put away in storage. Hecha, where were they placed? So he said, They were placed in the underground cavities beneath the base of Mikdash itself. The Gemara, three lines from the bottom of Tesemad Aleph, continues, We learned, Sota nasna eneha bemisha ena A Sota, this woman, this wayward woman, placed her eyes, she was interested in someone who wasn't befitting for her. So what she wanted, she doesn't get, because after this whole story, she's not allowed to get married to that person that she was hanging out with. Whatever she had, she lost. If she doesn't drink the Mayim she doesn't drink those waters, so then... She doesn't. She can't stay married anymore to her husband. So this teaches us the idea that whoever places his eyes upon something that's not his, whatever he wants, he doesn't get it. Whatever he does have, they take away from him.